0: And we'll go five, four, three, two, and one. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to Make the Jump here from the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. And it's weird because usually when I say across the pond, it's Scott Inch on talking far, far away. You've probably heard me say that before. But of course, on this episode of Make the Jump, sitting across the pond for me is Mr. Neil Lowry himself. You guys probably follow him on Twitter. You see all the fantastic positivity there's just a message he's he's spreading across twitter neil how's it going my friend it's so awesome to have you on make the jump
1: it's so awesome to be on make the jump as well Robin.
0: yeah you know i've it's it's one of those things neil and i think the entire star wars community can say this all together as one is that we look at your Twitter page. You're sharing out fantastic stuff from unmistakably Star Wars. We love the entire crew out there in California. Devin Clayfer. Clayfer I know I got that name wrong. Devin Kiefer is the right name. Um, he he does he does some fantastic stuff over it, unmistakably. And you yourself, always making sure to spread that positive message. You know, uh, Neil. One of the first things I want to ask you is, along with that positivity is your Star Wars fandom, because you wouldn't be doing that unless you had a passion for Star Wars, truly, because that's where we all come together on. For you, where did Star Wars really
1: start? Well, uh that's going back a long time ago. <laughs> uh, not in a galaxy far, far away, but on this uh... planet. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an original trilogy fan, mm-hmm. so uh, I think I first heard about Star Wars in 1977. Wow and it the actual film didn't get released in the UK till December 77 that was only local to London area mm-hmm. uh i got it probably spring summer 78 so i would have been about 9 when i saw it
0: right wow so so you were able to be in the seats for the original george lucas star wars that's pretty cool and not a lot of people can share that insight i mean People I've talked to on Make the Jump, Neil, one of the things that they always reflect on is, well, it's always either been the prequels, whether it's been Revenge of the Sith or The Phantom Menace, so it's really cool to, to of course, be associated and to uh, speak with somebody who has, who was around at that time, because I imagine for you, when you heard about Star Wars, there was just so many people that are like, well, what is this thing? You know, is it's a space fantasy, but... Did, at the time, did you even really understand like how big this was gonna get, or is it just like an average film to you?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, uh, UK youngsters like us really. We had Doctor Who and right. uh, Base nineteen ninety nine. That was our sort of sci fi, really. And I think I think I heard first heard about Star Wars in uh, a children's uh, news program. I had a clip of the uh, Escape from the Death Star. I think. Wow. That's when I first heard about it and yeah, I saw the movie. I uh, absolutely loved it. It just wow, it just, you know, blew me away really and and carried on the right from
0: there. <laughs> it allowed you to share your fandom with everybody, which is absolutely fantastic. Now, of course, with Star Wars, Neil, you've been seeing here at the podcast network we've been talking a lot about it more recently. And yourself, I've noticed you've been tweeting out a lot of stuff around Star Wars episode 9. Now we're coming off of Solo a Star Wars story. How did, how did you like Solo by the way? Loved it. <laughs> was there was <laughs> there one particular part at all or any specific part of it that really captured the essence of Solo for you? Uh
1: ooh. I think uh Alden uh if I'm getting his name right, yeah. really captured the character, you know, not an impression of Harrison Ford, but made it his own, and I think, you know, brought Solo
0: to life, really. That's a really great way of saying it. Yeah, he really did. Alden, you know, it, I totally agree with you. You're 100% correct. You know, he didn't have to do a Harrison Ford impression. He just had to be Han Solo. That was his whole thing going into uh, doing Solo, a Star Wars story. And I think Ron Howard did a great job, at, like much like yourself, probably. Ron Howard walked into this thing and really picked up the pieces from what Lord and Miller had and and put out a fantastic film. So I agree with you 100%. Now, of course, coming out of Solo, we have episode 9 here. And man, it's crazy to think that Celebration is coming April of next year, and we're going to have a lot of stuff surrounding episode 9 probably a celebration. What for you, Neil? What is the one yeah. thing with episode 9 that you are super excited about? Not to blow up expectations with episode 9, but uh, what is the one thing that you really want to see play out?
1: I don't think it's really one thing. I think it's just... I think what J.J. Abrams once said, that he wants to bridge the whole saga together mm-hmm. in one final movie. So I'm expecting a lot of really cool stuff, really. you know, just, I think we're going to be blown away.
0: Wow. Yeah, I agree. I think J.J. Abrams is probably walking into this and he's and he's like, wow, you know, there's so much that, you know, coming off of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, he had a say in a lot of that. He had a say, obviously, with The Force Awakens, but even with The Last Jedi, he saw what Ryan was building with it. And that's yeah. so important to what we're going to get in this final chapter in, in the uh, sequel trilogy, uh, essentially. And I totally agree. It's almost like, and I think... You're probably in the same court on this. You really don't want to set your expectations too high because a lot of people walked into The Last Jedi saying, "I want Luke to come out and take down the entire First Order with a <laughs> with a yeah. uh, with a with a lightsaber." And what does Luke say in The Last Jedi? Well, what do you think I'm going to do? Face down the First Order with a <laughs> with a lightsaber? And I think that those expectations kind of made it tough for some people with The Last Jedi. Myself, probably you included absolutely loved everything the last jedi did it gave us a very different take on the star wars universe and it was an enjoyable film for the star wars fan i felt how about yourself
1: yeah absolutely as i said absolutely loved it uh i've never been a fan to go into a film with preconceived ideas what i want from it i mm-hmm. just watch the film let the filmmaker still tell the story for me you know uh i think that's why i love the prequels because i didn't have 16 years of Theories of what you know the beginning of Star Wars would be, you know. Right. Let George Lucas say, you know, oh, this is this is the beginning of it and enjoy.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean going into episode 9 two Neil, one of the questions that I have for you is somebody who, of course, I see across Twitter and in, is interacting with so many different people, um, specifically J.J. Abrams wrapping this thing up. And like you said before. J.J. wants to take everything that George gave us and everything that this new sequel trilogy has given us and wants to really put a bow on it and wants to tie some knots together. And of course he's going to leave some things open-ended because that's J.J. Abrams. He's going to make us question more things walking out of a film. But I like your take on George's prequels. And I, I consider myself a prequelist. I'm sure you're a prequelist as well in many ways. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and the big piece for me with episode 9, be curious to hear your thoughts on this, but I would love to see essence of Revenge of the Sith with episode 9. I would love to see essence of, I'm going to be honest with you, some of the stuff from Attack of the Clones, some of the political aspect of it, the stuff that Dooku was doing with, with the with a federation. That, that there's 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 different things that they can pull from the prequels and certain attitudes and certain ways of adapting film to it that they could really express in episode nine and, and, and take things to the next level, including the political side. I mean we yeah. got we've gotten a little bit of that, but that's the one thing I love about the prequels, Neil, is is the politics of the Star Wars universe. Oh yeah, it definitely added a
1: flavor to it, you know, uh you know, some fans didn't really uh, we're a bit disappointed that the Force wagons didn't really go into it, you know. Right. Uh, the politi- political uh, political side, I didn't say it. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we get a bit more in episode
0: nine. Yeah, especially even with Leia, too. I mean, obviously, they're going to be using stuff from the force awakens and probably i wouldn't be surprised if ryan johnson had some stuff off to the side that they're not going to kind of mix in there in some way shape or form but i'm sure that force awakens had some political stuff that leia was going through too that maybe they'll throw in there but the one thing with episode nine too, neil and you and i in many ways uh, I, I see your pictures that you use on Twitter and uh, on Facebook. You are a big lightsaber guy. You are, <laughs> without a doubt, a big fan. Uh, now, would you consider yourself... And this is the big question I'll make the jump here. Would you consider yourself a Jedi or a Sith? Uh,
1: Jedi, have to be honest. <sighs> Alright. <I know>. <laughs> hmm. I'm not a Dark Side user. I'm positive. <laughs>
0: that's right (laughs) exactly i I don't know if i know any uh positive dark side users that's a that's a really good question huh i guess you could say darth Revan to a certain extent because he kind of went back but anyway that's beside the point um okay cool because my thoughts heading into episode nine is along the lines of what are we going to see in terms of character progression with Rey and kylo ren coming out of the last jedi we see Kylo Ren kind of moving into this position of power now that Snoke is gone, and we see him taking this rise to the First Order that, you know, what I am the I, I am the new leader, and you will obey everything that I say. And in many ways, that really started as soon as him and Hux had their interaction, um, and it was the long live Supreme Leader Snoke and all of that it, that side of the star wars universe is now starting to expose itself with through kylo ren and then with Rey, uh, she has those jedi texts that is the one thing neil that fascinates me the most and the poe dameron comic kind of touched upon it here and there but what is for you with Rey, and now that she has these jedi texts do you think that she could explore a lot more of the jedi's past and maybe find some more information about where she should head going forward
1: Yeah, that would be an interesting take on it. Uh, I don't think she should stray into what the Jedi were during the prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. A bit too rigid in what they were doing and not really keeping an eye on the overall force like Qui-Gon Jinn did. Uh, So I think she had more an outlook of what the Jedi should be. Uh, Nice. That sort of thing, you know
0: very uh (laughs) a very positive way of looking at it too like like let's get rid of the negativity of them being completely misguided by the dark side and yoda being completely blindsided by what palpatine was able to persuade through the dark side and let's move towards that positive light of okay luke was a legend and he obviously took this next level and On crate to make a statement of, well, I'm still going to be here, but it's really up to Rey. She is going to be, you know, I'm not the last of the Jedi. There is somebody else. And that is the progression that I think Rey truly, like you said, that's what she should be doing. She should be taking that and taking a positive way of looking at, okay, this is where we should head. You know, looking forward into what the Jedi could become. With Ren, however, I love Adam Driver. I love everything he's been able to do with Kylo Ren and that the direction that he's heading in, I've had theories, Neil, that I would love to see Kylo Ren on Mustafar, go where Vader's been and just totally like embellish himself in the dark side. And there's been a lot of people talking about this whole redeeming factor with Kylo Ren. Do you believe in any of that, that he could maybe redeem himself?
1: Yeah. For me, it'd be difficult. Uh, it would have to be, you know, JJ would have to be a, do a really good reason to do it. Right. Uh, I, I'm not under the redeemable uh, guys really.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, because uh, I could I can understand that. Like he's he's made such an impact now on, you know, getting rid of his father and and try, trying to eliminate his mother at one point, and it's kind of like. It's like, hold on a second. Like, can this guy really be redeemed in any way, shape, or form? You know, it's it's a it's a very fine line that J. J. Yeah. Abrams could cross with that. But I agree. I think that Kylo Ren kind of does have to stay in the dark side. He does have to move it forward. For you, Neil, when it comes to Kylo Ren, I mean, we're gonna see him and Rey probably interacting through the Force because Snoke bridged their minds together. Yeah. Do you think that there could be a deeper connection between the two because of that heading into episode nine?
1: It could be. I don't think it's uh, family or anything, uh, but I think they have such a powerful bond in such a way that you know they can't really seem to keep out of each other's minds, really, can they?
0: <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Like they're 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 to the point of now where. And I can imagine it's only gonna get worse with time as Kylo Ren gets stronger and Ray gets stronger. Where that bond—not necessarily either—it's a relationship, or we can ship Raylo, that whole concept. But um, around the idea of their powers and the force have grown so much that so does that bond that Snoke put between them. And I totally agree. Uh, there could be something more to it. We'll just see what J.J. J. Abrams does with it. Neil, one of the one of the Few things that I've noticed coming into Star Wars Episode 9, and one of the cool things is Billy D. Williams himself and him coming back to the Star Wars universe has been such a nice positive uplift, you could say. Uh, coming out of The Last Jedi alone, I think a lot of fans are united around the idea of Lando coming back, and it's been a nice thing to see across social media where. Now Billy D Williams is suddenly on Twitter. I got a like from him today because he's going to be at a local convention that I'm attending tomorrow, and uh, it, it's it's great to see that he's interacting with the fans. And he's kind of much like Mark Hamill was reintroduced to social media in the fandom. And for you, Neil, yeah. seeing Billy D Williams come back to the Star Wars universe, being somebody who experienced Star Wars, you know, the, the, A New Hope and then Empire Strikes Back. Uh, early on, I, I wasn't around during that time. I'm a child in the '90s, so I was never able to experience that. So I kind of rely on people like yourself to, to to really get some insight on this. For you, Billy D. Williams coming back to Star Wars Episode Nine—that must be a nice tie-in for you, for somebody who had who had been around during that time.
1: Oh yes, definitely. That's uh that's a nice little ribbon on the bow of JJ's mystery box, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I personally met Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher in 2013 mm-hmm. over in Celebration Europe. And, you know, as a kid growing up in the seven, late 70s and seeing those movies, and suddenly you're face-to-face face with, you know, these icons, you know, and, and you know, I had a little word with them both. And you know, I'd actually had a photo session with Carrie as well that day. Oh, wow. And, you know, yeah. So, yeah, that was you know, hopefully might get to meet Billy Williams one day, but, you know, but, you know, it's great to have him back. And I think, as I said, you know, final part of the Skywalker saga, you know, got to have Lando in there really, haven't you?
0: That's a really good point. You really do have to have Lando in there. And for me specifically, Neil, i be curious to hear your thoughts on this too. With Billy D. Williams coming back for episode nine, and obviously they're going to be, uh, using screen time for Carrie Fisher. I, I can't imagine that the name Han Solo doesn't go unmentioned in uh, Star Wars Episode 9 I'm sure Billy wants to know everything that happened with Han. There's been a lot of talk about them doing a, a, a funeral procession for Han now that Lando's back in the picture. But if we haven't seen that yet, I, I wouldn't put my money on it right now. Um, but I think seeing him back on screen he's been working out (laughs) he put out a great tweet the other day saying that his personal trainer's been keeping him up and running and i'm telling you walking in to episode nine i don't want to i don't want to psych myself up too much but when we walk into that theater and we see that mark hamill and in many ways carrie fisher and billy d williams are going to be on screen. That makes me so happy. Just just that entire I know Harrison Ford won't be in the picture, but even if he does get a mention, you'll you'll have the crew there. Like that that's yeah. that's what's so cool about what JJ Abrams is doing here and why I'm glad he's wrapping this up is because if he can bring the magic that he brought us with Force Awakens, which really jump started everything here. Um if he can bring that same magic and and wrap this thing up I don't know how you feel, Neil, but this could truly be a very special time that could completely knock away the negativity that had been going on for the last you know, year, you could say. It could truly knock all of that out of the park, coming after Celebration and being like, you know what, Star Wars is back on track and, and we're loving it all.
1: Oh yes, I definitely think it will do. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Celebration... Hopefully they have a episode nine panel there. Yeah. And we would
0: get our first teaser. Oh, that'd be a great place. Now, Neil, you're going to be attending celebration. Yes. Oh, so see now this is, I had this question from so many other people, Robin, are you going to be attending celebration now that Neil's going? I think I kind of have to, like, <laughs> that's, that's That's kind of the policy to the star Wars fandom. Now that follows Neil on social media. If Neil's there, you got to go then. <laughs> Am I correct in saying that?
1: Uh, well, I was too kind. <laughs> I, I think there'd be a few more other reasons to attend rather than me. <laughs> but...
0: Oh man! Oh, just Neil leading a panel. Maybe you know that—that's the thing too—is that if Brick City ever got a panel, or or I'm even gonna shout out unmistakably. I think you almost have to have Neil lead it <laughs> in many ways. Like that would be a lot of fun. Um, just just to have that kind of interaction and everything. So. But, uh, yeah, Episode 9, not too far from now. Star Wars Celebration, not too far from now. Um, it's going to be a fantastic time, Neil. And I feel like, as Star Wars fans, Celebration is such a nice rewind to... And especially more now, because, you know, the the attitudes of unity is community and frienddom has become such a big piece, and the positive message has been huge. And... Celebration is just going to bring all those positive voices together, and it's going to allow us to shun away the negativity and kind of block it from the force in many ways. Luke blocked himself from the force and, and hit hid away. We're going to do that to the negativity that was that's been present, and we're just going to throw it away. But um, what's the one thing, Neil? I, because of that mindset, what is the one piece of advice? that you would have for a star Wars fan. Who's just getting into it now and sees that negativity on social media. What's a piece of advice that you can give to them to help them avoid the negativity out there?
1: Uh, ooh, that's a question. Uh, just be true to yourself. You know, whatever part of star Wars you love, love it. You know, just don't spend any time, uh, over-analyzing or, you know, criticizing what you don't like. Uh, just be positive and, you know, support what you do like with Star Wars. You know, a lot of people will probably love the same thing as you do and eventually, you know, you'll gain friends and that and a good way to promote it.
0: Very well said. That That's what we call the podcast network and mic drop, number one. I mean, that was... <laughs> <laughs> it was great, and I totally, totally agree with you on all those different levels, Neil. So, all right, my friend, we've come to that time of the show. That's right. It's a little thing we like to call on the Podcast Network. I don't know if you know what this is called, Neil, do you? No. It's called Plug Time here at the BrickCityBlockade.com right. Podcast Network. Neil, where can the good people find you across social media? I'm on uh,
1: Larry Neil on Twitter. Neil Lowry on Facebook, and that's about it, really.
0: (laughs) You know where to find him then, folks. Neil Lowry is all across social media with his positive message. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Tweets. Check out the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network at www.BrickCityBlockade.com. Make sure to support our Patreon newly listed on there. Go through the tiers, see which area you want to support us in. We got something new and fresh for you every month, including fan polls. That support helps bring the epic guests on and allows us to have great conversations. T Public, same thing. Pick up an awesome Brick City t shirt. That's what helps out as well. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes and across all the fantastic podcasting apps that we have available. Neil, thank you so much for coming on Make the Jump, man. It has been such a great conversation.
1: Thank you. It's been been an honor to be on. And let me just say that Brick City Blockade really do do a great job of blockading negativity every day.
0: <laughs> I'm going to use that. That is such a great line. Next to the Stephen Stanton stuff, that is perfect. That is going off on the side. So thank you guys so much for listening to Make the Jump here from the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. This is Robin Vote signing off here. And as we always say, may the force be with you. Always.